Official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? All right, we're back. Swish FM here. Chris Mundelkin, Ben Craw. We are joined once again this week by Chris Noble, aka the Trash Bag Ghost. Uh, Ghost, you are an artist, illustrator designer crypto enthusiast uh, uh uh an ape um an ape connoisseur an apesman uh, an apesman um and guys we are uh continuing continuing our discussion on the 1987 live action film adaptation of the movie the garbage pail kids movie based on the popular trading cards First and foremost, Ghost, how how are you? How has uh, the time away from the re- rewatchables been as you've sort of been processing this movie? Well, it's an honor to be back, gentlemen. Uh, you know, just uh, <clears throat> I, I've watched it a few times since, and it makes no more sense than it did on the <laughs> original viewing. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually more confused than I originally was, and uh, I guess we'll get into that. But uh, hmm. it, it, this is this is a uh, convoluted mess of a movie. And I don't. I, I would. I'm gonna go ahead and be the dissenting voice uh, on, <laughs> on that. It's it's not convoluted or confusing at all. It's actually uh, very very very, very very cogent and uh, a brilliant film. I would say. All right. So let's pick up where we left off um, with this movie, which is uh, around the 49 minute mark um, to recap the Garbage Pail Kids have, you know, we just had this like montage of the Garbage Pail Kids out on the town. Um, They went out to a bar. They got wasted. They went to a movie. They drove uh, home back to the antique shop on these ATVs. Wendy Winston farted a man's mustache off. That's right. Um, so the, the Garbage Pail Kids have just had this wild night on the town. There was excessive drinking, flatulence, like you mentioned, Ben. The kids befriended a group of bikers at a bar. They drove these ATVs through uh, downtown Los Angeles or maybe Ghost, Pennsylvania. It's a little unclear. Um, alligator is absolutely belligerent. He's blackout drunk. He is, he is barely able to stay upright on his hind legs. Absolutely shit-faced. Yeah. And the kids drunkenly <laughs> arrive back at Captain Manzini's antique shop, and unbeknownst to them, Ghost, unbeknownst to Dodger and the children, Juice and his gang of no-good nicks have witnessed this whole scene unfold. 
meaning the Garbage Pail Kids are no longer a secret. The secret is out. And they've got money on their mind. Always. All right, so inside the shop here, I'll pick us up um, from there. Inside the shop, Alligator... Uh, ben gets an absolute tongue lashing from Manzini. Yeah, he's he like he's like called into the principal's office or the or the, the or the co- or the coach's office. Um, yeah, he's he's yeah. He, he gets he gets a little lecture. It's super Manzini weird. Says, it's like yeah. a uh, almost like an office uh, dynamic going on here. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, boss, what did you want to see me for? Yeah. He says, "Quote: As the natural leader of the children, you are setting a horrible example. There is only one place in the whole universe where you and the children belong, and that is in the garbage pail." And I love you know, the idea. Gator, I love the idea that Captain Manzini, like perceives these creatures or these beings as children like he's clinging to this this concept of them not as aliens which they are but babies but actual like human children like even though they can all speak like adults drink and, drive, and drink yeah. and operate motor vehicles <laughs> and commit crimes like he still thinks that they're like like some sort of like adolescent figures that he has to care for Yes. So, yeah, uh, Captain Manzini reads Alligator the Riot Act, and Gator is forced to take a solemn oath of obedience to Manzini. He must, quote, refrain from eating people's toes. And Ghost, this is as low as it gets. I mean, this is like a drill sergeant dressing down a plebe, you know, the first week of boot camp. It is utterly humiliating. I'm embarrassed for Alligator here. Um, How do you reconcile with what we're seeing here? I mean, Alligator just taken to task by Captain Manzini. Yeah, he's certainly put in his place uh, as Manzini kind of uh, takes away from him the one thing that he seems to cherish most in life, which is just... Uh, those toes, those tasty toes that he's so into. Yeah. And like, yeah, uh, the office dynamic, the uh, Manzini giving this kind of disciplinary dress down, I this kind of sent me back down the path of wondering, like, what the hell is the actual dynamic here? So I started doing more research. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, Ben, you alluded to these, these, all, these conflicting uh, reviews, these blurbs, things that would appear in like TV Guide or whatever at the time for the short period of time that this was in theater so this one was very kind of odd uh seven disgusting kids but nevertheless of interesting personality are being made of the green mud coming out of the garbage can once alive also implying that they weren't alive what? before their master wait this was a, t- a tv guide blurb this is tv guide blurb from when this ran in 87 um <laughs> Okay, once alive, their master... Who is their master? Oh Ma- Manzini oh is not That's just their boss or their father, but it's their, their master. Creator. Their creator gives them rules to obey, although oh they oh think boy. that life is funnier without following stupid regulations like hmm. no television or no candy. Was it just me, or did you did we miss this? Like, when was that dictate laid out? The candy thing was never brought up. The television thing was implied, but I guess actually now that makes a little more sense thinking back to that scene where the children, sorry, the garbage pail kids are trying to hide, to obscure the television in the downstairs like hangout room. 
Um, but that's funny. Well, that 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 kind of like reeks of like something that was like cut from like a like a longer version right? of the movie. Yeah. Where never at any point did Manzini say no television. So or that's no why it was very confusing when they're trying to hide the television because there's no other like context for that in the film. I think that has to be it. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that, I think that we just solved the mystery there. Great confusion. That tele- yeah. All of us great confusion. Hiding the <laughs> television. No, Ghost, this is like what I was talking about in the first episode of the podcast that we recorded. Um, you know, it was like looking for a synopsis of the film, like to, yeah. for the podcast audience. Like how can I, like, I very like quickly um, and concisely like summarize the basic like plot of the movie in like a couple of sentences. And it's really impossible. And you know, I think people start sort of like projecting their own values onto the movie that mm. it's like, oh, this is a movie about like that, you know, like how like the world is dangerous and we have to protect little babies and we have to protect little children from watching TV and eating candy. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's very, uh, confusing here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a very, very complicated movie. It's, you know, you just, you can't, you can't wrap it up in one or two sentences. Well, no. it's a movie that contains a lot of depth, you know. Multitudes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of different interpretations, like all great art, you know. Well, yep. on that point, Ben, I, I kept thinking back to when in grade school, our teachers made us read Kafka, The Metamorphosis, <laughs> which, believe yep. it or not. That was, I, our, that I, was a Mrs. Fagan's second grade uh, curriculum, definitely. I, I think it was. Yeah. And I, as a younger child, um, used to take things very literally. So I was wondering, what the hell is this sicko teacher making us read this body gore, like... <laughs> The horror story about a man like mutating into I mean I kind of thought it was kind of cool but I'm like what a sick freak why is they making us read this a man is turning into a cockroach and I didn't understand at that point in time that you know art and literature had it was to be an allegory basically mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. isolation or whatever it was about in Kafka's case mm-hmm. but with this I can't seem to apply that same kind of filter to this movie like taken on its face it's horrible and there doesn't seem to be any kind of allegory either that I could find out these kids have no redeeming value I started to think <laughs> again I, I beg to differ but go on. I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'll I let you finish. St- I started thinking that like perhaps they are like part of Manzini's psyche, and the Ooh. the garbage can are they is, complete like, fabrications? Do they not actually exist? We don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was just trying to extract some Whoa. kind of value from this. But I, I'm really I don't even know if I'm there yet. It's 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 a tough one. Well, this is why this is why this is the uh, you know the reason we're doing this this podcast. This is the exercise that we are all engaging in together. All right. Well, we move on from um, Manzini just you know chewing chewing out uh, uh, alligator to a montage here of the garbage pail kids. Well, hang on. Sorry, one second. Yeah. To to back up a little, we have to note that you know I think Ghost you said that uh, Manzini really puts Ali in his place. Correction, Manzini thinks that he's putting Allie in his place, but it is actually the other way around because after, so uh, Manzini makes him take this, uh, you know, completely idiotic oath where he promises not to, uh, you know, engage in mischief and eat toes and yada yada. Um, But as he's um, uh, uh, 
um, I, I forget, do they have to like shake on it or something like that? Or, or no, he makes them swear. Um, but, uh, but at, like right after that, um, Allie just completely clowns him and says, Captain, you're an educated man and you take the word of a talking alligator. And then he just strolls out of the office. Like he just, like it, that was actually an amazing moment where Allie just asserts his, you know, his agency, his maturity. He's like, you're not my master. Um, You're just some random fucking old dude who owns this creepy antique shop that no one comes to. (laughs) Right. Um, Who who are you to tell me anything? Um, And, um, and he just completely like fucking puts, puts Captain Manzini in his place. If you ask me. Um, And then I think that that segues very nicely into this mischief montage that you mentioned. Yeah. 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 So we have this, this, this uh, montage of mischief, like you said, Ben and um, the garbage pal kids uh, sneak into the uh, sewer system. Uh, Those sewer Uh, pipes that we love so much. The sewer pipes that we love. uh, That were teased earlier. We see shots of the kids uh, mischievously opening some sort of water valve, turning a wheel, and goes suddenly above ground. We see a hunky man sort of (laughs) strolling uh, through the bathroom, sitting on a (laughs) toilet, presumably just peacefully trying to go number two. And Ghost, he is flung into the air as water shoots up the toilet bowl and literally launches this poor innocent stud uh, five, ten Wait, feet into the air. Wait, you know that that's juice, right? Is it juice? Yeah. I thought it was juice. I uh, Oh, it's definitely juice. If you slow down the... T- the uh, it's definitely juice? Yeah, yeah. As you see him walk into the stall, it's for sure juice because then they later, um, in the hot tub, it's uh, Wally and Blythe. So they're they're specific, they're specifically targeting their uh, their okay. their nemeses. I th- I thought it was juice, and then I was like, "Is it though? Maybe it's it it yeah yeah." Juice okay, so punk it, confirmed. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're you're okay. completely accurate in your description of him. Yeah, the uh, this this hunk juice is shot five ten feet into the air. Uh, then we have another shot of a young couple, which we uh, thank you, Ben, have learned since <laughs> learned is is. Uh, is is Wally, uh, Blythe. Wally and Blythe? W- w- yeah. Wally and Blythe and enjoying an intimate, Blythe. enjoying an intimate and, moment and together. You know in a what? Hot tub. Let me let me just say, like again, I didn't know that it was Wally and Blythe. I, I thought it might be, but like as far as I could tell, this was just a a young couple trying to enjoy a romantic evening, uh, and you know, just sipping a couple of fruity, citrusy cocktails in a jacuzzi, and suddenly, what do you know? Their, the water in their jacuzzi starts to bubble up and it turns brown. Disgusting. Mm. Absolutely disgusting. Um, sick to my stomach here, but um, I suppose it is a bit of vengeance. Well, it's a good thing one of those uh, sewer lines down in the sewer system has hot tub clearly written on it. The one <laughs> hot tub in Pennsylvania. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, the captain continues his work on the piano. He, you know, goes yeah, to his, this at is... this point trying to come up with a spell to get the garbage pail kids back into the pail. He has no luck. This is this such is a like ridiculous something... subplot. Captain Manzini yep. trying, trying like just like f- like floundering about, like just trying to come up with like a little musical tune that he thinks is going to work as a spell. 
Like the guy is grasping at straws here. He's clearly like he he was he was shook to his core after that exchange with Allie. He's trying to he's trying to regain some kind of control over his life, but he is just out of his depth. Okay, he's there is something interesting to me about the fact that it's uh, his spells are set to the piano. They're sung. That it's a piece of that his spells are a piece of music. And Ben, it did sort of remind me, just like realizing this now. Uh, it did sort of remind me of like the Pied Piper mm. in like a concerning kind of way. Like <laughs> here's this like older man who is like singing to these like children to go back into their, you know, garbage can. And um, I don't know. It doesn't, it just doesn't sit quite right with me. Uh, we've talked about our concerns with Captain Manzini before. Uh, but yeah, so he's working away on his song, working away on the piano, has no luck. And, um, yeah, so moving on, this next beat encompasses a lot. Um, we'll break it all down in very specific details, but, um, we will start here, I guess, with the, uh, the garbage pail kids, uh, expressing some sadness about their missing friends. So let's, Mm. let's unpack this here, guys. Um, the garbage pail kids, uh, so Dodger comes back to the shop garbage pail kids notice that he seems distracted he's you know obviously in love with tangerine but there's something else weighing on him there's something more on his mind and dodger confesses that he's worried about the kids his friends that what their fate will be an actual moment of uh expressing some some sort of concern for anyone besides himself it's a really good point and the kids to that end also express their anxiety about their fate and um and 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 the fate of their friends and, right and the, where and the unseen where they are. other garbage pail kids that we've mentioned before yeah yes so so dodger wonders aloud where are they and well we learn they are in fact at the state home for the ugly and oh guys boy. there it is this <laughs> in a film filled with unthinkable plot twists <laughs> For me, this is probably the biggest record scratch. Of- <laughs> We're scared. Yeah. Scared our friends are going to die. Where are your friends now? We don't know. We just can't find them. We think they might be locked up somewhere. In a really terrible place. In the state home for the ugly. The state home for the ugly. I can't believe people would make a place like that. Neither did I. I'm ashamed to admit I never did try to find it. I didn't want to believe that such a place could actually exist. State, home, for the ugly. So Captain Manzini overhears this whole conversation happening and joins in, and he begins opening it up. Uh, begins opening up. Uh, you, you know the expression, um, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. That's what this is, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no turning back. Dodger now knows the uncomfortable, horrible truth. Um, and Dodger challenges Captain Manzini. He asks, uh, will we ever, you know, track these kids down? Will we ever go to the state home for the ugly? And in a truly, uh, bizarre, uncomfortable, uh, (laughs) poor impression, uh, of someone basically doing like, like a John Wayne, uh, impression, maybe Captain Manzini says basically, Yes, strap in. Saddle up, partner. We're going to find find the home for the ugly. Does this mean we're going to find the place? Saddle up, partner. We're going to find the home for the ugly. All right. Yay! 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 
Yeah, I th- this yeah. really talk about a record scratch. I mean, this was where it all. This was like a whole new movie starting for me. Yeah, uh, Manzini. He just he just mu- this this total wimp. This total loser up to this point. He he just musters up this like false paper tiger bravado all of a sudden mm. and does this dollar store John Wayne impression. Yeah, he does just, not quite pull it off. I would say now. Little does he know, he's soon about to come face-to-face with guard number one, one Leo Gordon, a man who has actually played the heavy across from John Wayne himself and was once described by a man who directed John Wayne, spent a lot of time with him as the scariest man I have ever known, director Don Siegel. So Manzini, this little... That is an incredible little film trivia right there. This little weirdo who's doing his fake John Wayne is about to go up against a big, you know, brute from the old Western days, a guy who's been in Hollywood since the 1950s, guard number one, and he's a tough customer, and Manzini doesn't know what's coming at this point. Holy shit, that's incredible. Um, Real quick, sorry I keep backtracking, it's just like all I'm here to do, but... um, there's a key line that I wanted to highlight uh, right before Manzini does his uh, uh, laughable John Wayne, uh, dime store John Wayne impression. At uh, 53.25 in the film, um, you know, Manzini's talking about, you know, when he first learned of the state home for the ugly, and he's, you know, ashamed to admit that he never tried to find it. Um, and he says, quote, I was quite happy to let life go rushing past my door closing my eyes to things I didn't want to see. Which I feel like is, is like one of those lines that, again, like, a, like, a, like an earlier line that he delivered about, you know, hiding in his, um, in his store as, a, as a, sort of a refuge of, you know, this, this place of memories, um, really kind of hammered home to me the fact that he, you know, Manzini is someone who is um, quite literally trying to hide from life. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's trying to, to protect himself from all the all the horrors and and um, you know nasty little things that he um, uh, 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 you know in the world and in life that he simply just cannot uh, grapple with he can't he can't um, you know find it in himself to to reckon with these things and uh, his coping mechanism his survival mechanism is to hide in this uh, this antique shop um, and. Uh, but then he like has this actually really funny little moment where he starts on this like heartfelt monologue about, but when you care for somebody, um, and he's like trying to like make the point that like you know it's it's through the love uh, for you know other human beings. Actually, sorry, my cat is trying to get out of the room. One second. <laughs> now you know while Ben wrangles the cat, I mean I I started to think about allegories again, and it seemed like. You know, maybe Manzini is not uh, not as likable as uh, he first seemed to be. Maybe he's kind of the bad guy. Maybe he is, you know, someone that hides from life. And these garbage pail kids are actually the dark, you know, bad parts of our personality that we need to confront. And so, in that in that sense, maybe guard number one, guard number two, and the uh, the doctors that perform experiments on them to uh, crush the garbage pail kids are actually they're crushing. Uh, you know, bad traits, and they're perhaps possibly the heroes of this movie. And the State Home for the Ugly is actually a great place. <laughs> Makes sense here. Okay, that's that's a theory. That's definitely a, a, a one a, man's a, one man's theory. That is a valid reading of this film. 
State Home for the Ugly is <laughs> a great place. Any. It's actually a great place. Yeah. I mean, I will say that the State Home for the Ugly, you know, this is a federal social safety net program. Um, you know, this is a, a, a government institution, you know, designed, created to, you know, protect and shelter yeah. vulnerable families and individuals uh, suffering from ugliness, you know. This is where your tax dollars are going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is exactly the kind of you know, state institution that the right has been, you know, working tirelessly to to chip dismantle. away and, and, and hollow out and dismantle, you know, basically ever since, uh, you know, the days of the New Deal. Uh, so um, uh, are you are you guys familiar with the uh, the concept of the panopticon? Oh, yeah. The, the prison that you can see all around. Yeah. Disciplinary concept uh, brought yeah. to life in the form of a central observation tower placed within a circle of prison cells. Mm-hmm. Now, one interpretation of the state home for the ugly that really I found quite humorous was uh, this is from actually Splatter Academy. The kid's greatest fear, the state home for the ugly, is an inverted panopticon. The cells are backlit. But monitoring Ooh. has been outsourced to the common man whose viewership makes him complicit. Now, obviously, what it's referring to is when you go up to the state home to the ugly from the street, um, you can you can see all these ugly, you know, prisoners, you know, mm. just their their shadows cast upon the, the windows. And uh, I don't know, it just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible uh, uh, observation and, and, uh, and note there. Yeah. Um, yeah, wait, so is it, I'm trying to think, is it, it's not at this point yet that we see the inside, right? It's only when, no, when no, they no, first... No. So okay. we're jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, we're, okay, we're jumping ahead. Let's, let's so, slow this so, train down. Yeah, let, right. let's slow this down. So, um, yeah, so, so Ben, you, you, were, you were saying that um, Manzini uh, gave us that line about, like, how, uh, basically how he has sort of, like, retreated, right? Mm-hmm. And this is basically his kind of, like, stepping out. It's, yeah. It, this is kind of his moment of truth in some way, like his stepping out. Yeah, so he's... Do, do, Dodger he, challenges Manzini, and, and they say they're going to track down the State Home of the Ugly, and, uh, yeah, he does this sort of bizarre John Wayne thing, and um, the children, we should say, are, of course, delighted about the idea of finding their friends. Yeah, I believe... Uh, does Ali say, um, uh, aha, kick bun... I don't know if anyone else caught that, but right yeah, after... Yeah, I confirmed that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can, though, because that really <laughs> brought my mind to a screeching halt. Uh, <laughs> it's really, I had to go back. Kick buns is my take kick on it. Buns? And I think okay. that was censors probably... You know, of all the things that they you know sent back <laughs> to the cutting room floor to yeah. edit, it's like... It probably was kick ass, which kind of mm. you could imagine that making sense. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I read that as being censored from kick ass to kick, kick buns. buns. I like it. I kind of right, so, prefer that. Actually. So we move from the, the shop. And so now, like, there is this plan in place here that, you know, they're going to try to track down uh, the other imprisoned garbage pail kids at the state home for the ugly. And in the next scene here, we have these dog catcher type cops. Uh, from the state home for the ugly, um, catching a small child playing outside With who a happens net. to be wearing <laughs> who happens to be wearing a like a Halloween type mask. It's really distressing stuff. They catch her literally in a net on a stick. I mean, this mask um, is horrifying when you look at it. I will say it's like this like elderly person mask with like kind of realistic hair but ben, and like isn't that isn't skin? that the very problem? So like. Uh. 
Okay, first of all, she's wearing a mask. But if she wasn't wearing a mask, what if she was just a horrifying looking child that still is not you reason round to catch up. her? No, you gotta ben, you that gotta, is not reason Chris, to Chris, you gotta round them up, okay? They don't belong in, you know, you know, out, outside, you know, in, in, mixed in with society. They, there's a place for them. What, let's talk about the wig. And that is uh, let, 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 let's talk about the mask. What, how, would, how would we describe this? So it's sort of a Freddy Krueger type, um, uh, like latex uh, mask on the, on the skin here with like some like gray curly wig action happening. Right? It's just like an old person mask, but it's like way too realistic and yeah. there's no chin to it's it. It's a half face. Yeah. It's really disturbing. Yeah, so so these Keystone Cop type uh, security guards catch her in a net. Yeah, this is just a cartoonish like fishing net. Seven, eight year old kid playing outside on a perfectly sunny California slash Pennsylvania day, (laughs) and um, yeah, they catch her in a net, and it is uh, ghosted is really just cartoonish and like primordial. and then they realize they're a mistake. You know, her friends come over. They're just playing, you know, playing tag or whatever it is, just dressing up. And These go- Keystone cops realize their mistake. <laughs> she's and, leaning uh, against a car. Yeah, she's playing like hide and seek. And, and in fact, they just freeze framed it. And she is leaning against a car with a Pennsylvania license plate. Yeah, <laughs> confirmed. Yeah, this, this movie takes place in Pennsylvania. That has been clearly established. At this point. Now, ghost, ghost. I want to, um, I want to talk a little bit about these security guards but one in particular i'm free i'm freeze framed on 54 minutes 23 seconds there's one security guard whose eyes are especially um white and um oh my god he he really they're like um, what's that word not like creamy but like um milky he has milky eyes yeah. Yeah. So I was really taken with this guy. This is. Um, is this the John Wayne uh, this is, colleague? This is Leo Gordon. He played oh a heavy. God, that's which Leo is Gordon. A, so like the guy, like this, this absolute freak. He, he's just like this big mountain of a man. Like I, this is probably my favorite character in the movie. He's guard <laughs> number one. Okay. He is the star of the show. He's bigger, stronger, and more Unbelievable. ugly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The thing is, this guy should actually be in the state home for the ugly more than some of the prisoners, which we'll soon meet. I mean, if you he want should to be talk- in the state home for the evil, Look, <laughs> I mean, pure evil in his soul. Oh, well, God. I mean, that would fall under the state home for the ugly. Cause once we get into the state home for the ugly, there are personality traits on yeah, some of his as well cages. as physical. So right. it's very possible. I think probably just for his uh, law enforcement uh, skills, he was kind of spared the by the doctors or whoever is making these these laws and rules about what the standards are. Because he definitely should be a prisoner, but instead he is a guard. He's yeah. guard number one. Well, this yeah. is what happens when you weaponize ugliness. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it is, it is the. Um, it is the manifestation of just like, you know, like what we have created, right? Like we we created this security guard. We created security guard number one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, two. and and you know the state has succeeded when you have you know the ugly you know fighting the ugly. You know they're they're the ugly are doing doing the <laughs> work you. of the state for them. You know Thank when, you. when they're able to. Um, you know, Police my, themselves. Yeah, yeah, much like communist China, you know, would turn neighbors against each other and, and you know, spying on, on each other. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is the end, the end state for uh, for 
I don't know where I'm going with this. Sorry. <laughs> no, both both of these gentlemen should both be um, locked up in the state home for the ugly. You know, if the state home for the ugly, um, you know, if if they were really true to their word, and like kind of the one of the through lines of this movie is, is that like personality traits can be ugliness, and actually maybe even the the true, like more meaningful notion of ugliness comes through in the way we conduct ourselves and uh the way we treat others so actually yeah. these these guys should be right up top cruelty the, meanness of spirit greed these, yeah, these, no, these are, guys are ugliness. these yeah. are high profile criminals that should be locked up um but they are not they are out patrolling the street and the inmates are of course running the asylum um it turns out so dodger and manzini follow the cops Back to the state home, uh, which is gated, of course, barbed wire fence and all. And um, yeah, they hop in the back of the truck to. They they brainstorm on how to break into the place, and Manzini offers an absolutely incredible line. He says, "Ben, to quote the great Zen master Ying Li, dusk fall liketh the blackbird's wing." To which Dodger just replies, "You mean wait till dark?" Yeah. Uh, just brilliant. Classic Manzini. Just brilliant. Um, so the plans are set. Basically, yep. once it's dark, Dodger and Manzini will spring free the Garbage Pail kids who are currently being held captive. They're prisoners at the state home for the ugly. Although Dodger protests um, because he says, you know, I can't, I can't do it at night because you see that's the, got plans, the fateful yeah, yeah. Friday night when sure. he is uh, supposed to be providing Tangerine all the uh, right. the new outfits for her big street sale. Right. Now, you mentioned da- Tangerine. Since it's still daylight, yeah. um, we see Tangerine waiting for Dodger outside the shop, and she's in her you know, her convertible, and let's be real. She's looking annoyed. She's in kind of a rush. Yeah. She's looking impatient. Checking her watch. Yeah. Checking her watch. Dodger sprints into the shop, uh, heads right into the basement. He grabs his big old sack of clothing, uh, of outfits that uh, that the Garbage Pell kids have been slaving away making, and he hops right into her waiting convertible, and they take off. Um, so you know she's she's got she's got old Dodger right under her thumb. Mm-hmm. Now next we have this montage of Dodger and Tangerine uh, making an absolute killing here at the oh, club. They're, they're crushing st- it. They're selling clothes. They're zipping around town in her convertible. She wants more outfits from Dodger, saying, saying, quote, I got big plans for us. And she nuzzles and kisses Dodger on the neck. Um, Yeah. At this point, Ben, she's calling him baby. And, you know, this is just a very straightforward transaction. It is quid pro quo. This is clothing. In exchange for sexual attention, yep. sexual arousal, the glimmer of hope. You know, a few episodes, Ben, a few episodes ago, you referenced how this fi- this film sort of deals with, like, the loss of innocence. Yeah, this is and... another moment um, similar to uh, the moment earlier outside the club yeah. when, when Dodger kind of freezes up and freaks out when he sees uh, Tangerine disrobe for the first time. After she gives him this, like, extremely erotic, like, kind of cheek, ear kiss, like, nuzzle, yeah. um, he he kind of just, like, you know, like, s- like snaps for a second. And instead of, like, you know, making any sort of, um, you know, pr- progression or advancement um, in that moment, he just kind of, like, like his eyes widen and he just, like, hops out of the car. Like, oh, my God, I, I have to get out of here. This, this girl just, like, tried almost, like, yeah. get out with me. Um, 
and you know it, again it reminded me of of uh of the feeling of of just being way over your head as you know yeah. as a, as a as an adolescent like you know tr- having these like very early and you know perhaps too early like sort of sexual encounters um and and like just not knowing how to how to how to deal how to cope with them so basically you know it, this is the drug dealer giving the uh the curious innocent child a highly addictive taste of a substance and you yeah. know promising more this is the dangling of the carrot the implication is pretty clear here you know it's you keep those clothes coming and there will be more nuzzling yep. <laughs> um, you know ironically like on this point like mo- most of the people of the original artists associated with tops and such they've completely disavowed this movie they want nothing to to do with it they don't want to do interviews on it they're just disgusted by this whole ordeal however i think in my opinion one of the things that this movie really does capture from the original trading card series is like the uncomfortable like can't put your finger on it like sexual vibe um i remember like as a kid like going through the cards and being like i I can't you know I, i didn't have the language or anything to put my finger on it back then but there was like this weird sexual vibe to the cards and you know, I went back through them, and after watching this movie, like, it's because, like, a lot of them deal with, like, hormones or secondary sexual characteristics like acne, body hair, and references to hormones themselves. Glandular Angela comes mm. to mind. And just the, the coming <laughs> unknown bodily horrors of puberty. Uh, so I think this actually is the one thing that this horrible film uh, conjures up from the original trading card series well, is the mm. just the icky uh, sexual vibes Ben, okay. your, your face you got whether you uh agree with me or not your wince says it all you do agree oh i absolutely percent yeah no that's a that's a that's an excellent excellent point i mean i i don't agree with the fact that it's the you know that it's a horrible film and it's you know, the, <laughs> the only redeeming quality because uh, there are many but um but i think that's a very uh very good point yeah the way it, it sort of treats yeah, not just the physical aspect, but also the emotional aspect. I mean, I know the cards probably didn't get as into that since they were just, you know, pieces, two-dimensional pieces of cardboard. But uh, but the emotional aspect, too. Much of, like of... the characters in this movie. <laughs> oh, All right, I'm get, that's I'm not do, fair. Uh... Come on now. Take that back. I'm going to keep us <laughs> moving along. You, got, you, you guys will it. figure this out. You'll figure this out. <laughs> Uh, keeping us moving along here, Tangerine hands over all of her cash to Juice. Ugh, uh, all that hard-earned cash moment. that she made at the club. A sickening and, moment. She just hands all that hard-earned money right to Juice. And um, yeah, and 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 uh, you know, Juice mentions how this goes against all of his values and principles, letting the little creep live, meaning Dodger. And you suddenly understand here, um, Ghost. Uh, you understand after witnessing sort of the cycle of violence, how it's all just been viciously perpetuated, you know, from one faction to another, we pass our sort of abusive behavior from one person onto another, you know, here is, is in, on the one hand, we have Dodger being taken advantage of by, by tangerine and then in the very next scene it's tangerine who's being taken advantage of uh uh, by juice and uh it is a cruel cruel world um ghost it's very dark it's uh yeah this is the 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 food chain is on full display in this movie and it really really is just like law of the jungle this is not a movie that should have been made for kids it should have stuck true to the original concept which it was going to be which i think would have made it much more successful which is a horror movie 
but it is a horror movie I mean, in many yeah, senses, I would, Ben. I would ask you, how, what, what more horror is there than the horrors <laughs> of capitalism and exploitation? Like, honestly, like this, this movie like hits so much deeper than just some, you know, gremlins type, you know, carnival uh, of grotesquery. Like this, well, is, this is about the horrors of mankind. The horrors aren't uh, the horrors aren't done, guys. Uh, it's just going to get more and more horrific here. So, uh, as as Juice peels away from Tangerine's apartment, uh, Dodger sees this whole thing unfold, and he he goes to Tangerine and wants to make sure that she's okay. You know, he this is like a, a this little... is actually heartbreaking. This is actually yeah. when when he runs over. So this is like you know a few minutes after he got this like weird kiss on the cheek, um, which like again it it puts me back in my own very like kind of uncomfortable like sort of repressed buried like mem- memories of being like 12 or 13 and like you know thinking that if a girl like kisses you or like holds your hand you're like then boyfriend and girlfriend um because after so after juice peels away dodger runs over and he says hey hey i saw juice are you okay like as if he's like now like they're a, they're a couple and he has yeah, and to like pr- to and he has her. to protect her from juice, which is so so sad so heartbreaking that this little kid just like has no concept of reality that he's so that he like literally thinks like oh this is my girlfriend now because she gave me a kiss in the car a few minutes ago, and like now we're together and I am gonna beat up juice now like what like. And it, but it's also like very realistic because that's the way like little boys, I think, and I don't know, I can't speak for, you know, little girls, but the way like, you know, before you sort of understand how things work, like your sort of misconceptions or, or misinterpretations of, of, uh, of relationships and, and romance. And it's just very sad, um, but also a very, uh, to me anyway, realistic depiction of, of like those, those adolescent confusions, you know? So Dodger checks in with Tangerine, wants to make sure that she's okay. And as this is happening, the garbage pail kids kind of come out of the antique shop overhearing all this and Tangerine lays eyes on the garbage pail kids. Now Dodger explains, Hey, yes, these are the kids that have been making the clothes and the wheels start Mm -hmm. turning pretty quickly in the head here of Tangerine, she is going to get a fashion show sponsored and create her own label, and we're going to call it Tangerines. Mm-hmm. And Dodger makes her promise, uh, Dodger makes her promise to not talk about the Garbage Pell Kids with anyone and their his secret you know, workforce, whatever, whatever. And what follows is, guys, a cross-my-heart nipple shot that is deeply deeply inappropriate um there's a lot to unpack with this whole section um so i don't want to cut anyone off but really quickly i want to say uh i don't want it to get lost in the shuffle one of the one of the really wonderful parts about this moment that i found so funny is um it was so hilarious like so tangerine is like uh, well, we'll need a label. We'll need to stock our clothes in department stores under the name, you know, Tangerines. And Dodger is sort of flummoxed, and she's like, well, you don't have a fashion label yet, do you? <laughs> and Dodger just sort of shrugs like, no. As though, like, 
being a fashion designer was like something that was on his radar or something that like he yeah. would ever aspire to. That he even to. knows what a label is. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, let's talk now about this, this, you know, cross my heart, you know, I'm going to keep your secret. Um, very inappropriate. I felt the, the, um, you know, the cameras really zoom in here right on her chest. And, uh, again, it's just, I, uh, this movie's too much, too much too soon for me. She's wearing this, uh, skin tight, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, dress covered in, uh, you know, kind of street signs. Mm-hmm. And it should all just be one sign, dead end oh, for Dodger. <laughs> wow! Yeah, danger. Stay away. <laughs> danger. Thank you, Ghost. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, uh, Ben. Unless you have anything you want to add here, we'll move on to the state home for the ugly. Um, I mean, just real quick, I want to um, make some. You know, we haven't haven't discussed the the kids in a in a in a little bit, and they they have some good moments in this like sewing montage where uh, messy messy Tessie is just snotting and sneezing all over Tangerine. So like, I just want to wanted to shout that out and say I appreciate you, Messy, for doing your thing. Uh, Foul Phil sniffs Tangerine and says, "Mommy." Um, so thank you, Phil. Um, again, you know, you're there to do a job and you're stepping up and, and, and doing it. Uh, appreciate that. Um, yeah, I like how, uh, after, after foul Phil, uh, you know, approaches Tangerine, she rolls her eyes and drops a canister of Banaka in front of him. Did you guys, did you guys catch that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember Banaka? Like remember banaka. when like Banaka was like a thing? Banaka? Yeah. You would this? spray this like pure alcohol into your mouth to like freshen up your breath. Yeah. Um, Whatever happened to Banaka? I feel like it, it just dropped off the like pop culture like landscape. Yeah, after this, uh, you know, reference, and I think Jim Carrey at some mm-hmm. point in the nineties made for a sure. And well. I think in, in Dumb and Dumber, either it was either Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura, or possibly both. He uses Banaka. That killed it off. That was, yeah. that was the death knell for Banaka. <laughs> it's too bad. I should get some of that stuff if I still make it. Um, yeah, but yeah. So um, right then. Uh, all right. Well, then we'll we'll move on to the state home for the ugly. Then. Um, oh so- wait, sorry. Real quick, real quick. So after. Um, oh yeah. So like right after, um, Tangerine does her little like weird erotic cross my heart thing um, to uh, to to Dodger. She walks out at, right into the waiting arms of Juice, and they kiss in front of his van. Like right after he like like puffs out a big like uh, plume of smoke from his cigarette. Um, which is just uh, absolutely stomach turning, um, and uh, it's like she, and then she gives him like a little like knowing like nod like after that, as if like okay, it's all going going exactly according to plan. Um, so they've got it all worked out, um, and then it cuts back to a quick little scene in the uh, in yes. sort of in the dub- downstairs clubhouse where the kids are playing cards. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, the kids are hanging out. They're playing cards. Dodger comes downstairs and basically says two things. One, you know, we found the state home for the ugly. We're still formulating a plan, but we're going to break in. That's happening. Sorry, real quick, Chris. Before before, uh, Dodger uh, reveals the plan, um, I just wanted to point out again, kids are playing cards. Uh, Wendy uh, Winston rips a massive fart um, while making a very, very funny face right around the uh, 10150 mark. Uh, that's yep. fart number four for, for Wendy, for those keeping score at home. Uh, and then Nat, bless his heart, responds in kind, I'll call, and he just pisses right there, sitting in his seat. 
which I believe is the first, uh, you know, seat piss, uh, pants piss for Nat. That's pants piss number four overall for Nat um, at the 102.05 mark. So um, put that up on the board for for Nat. Um, And then Valerie Vomit vomits a playing card. Sorry, it's not real vomit. It was just a playing card, but she does... I'm not going to count it um, as a as a vomit, but at least she's you know she's teasing uh, just so that we all keep it sort of in the back of our mind. She is she's teasing her her superpower there by vomiting out a playing card. Um, Greaser and Messi Tessie are playing some kind of like Doctor Grabass game inside <laughs> a inside a trunk um, that is. Um, you know, a little, little disturbing, I would say. You know, Greaser, uh, I get that he's not only a, a garbage pail kid, but also sort of, um, you know, a, uh, um, uh, you know, his his whole persona is based on like the the nineteen fifties. You know, sort of. Uh, so his, his, let's just say that his uh, views uh, on women and and um, <laughs> are a little, uh, you know, they don't they don't age very well. I would say. So he's, um, you know, probably probably not. Uh, not really fit for uh, not for being 20. respectful yeah exactly um and then uh let's see i'm just uh, running through yeah so then at that point uh and the kids are all in. cheating at cards these are all absolutely immoral uh lest you think that the, there's some kind of thing here about them all having hearts of gold they're all absolute cheaters mm-hmm, they're all cheating mm-hmm. yeah definitely they're bad all right so <laughs> they're bad kids <laughs> So they're bad kids. They're they're um, misbehaving, yes. and um, Dodger comes down again. Uh, two two main points here. One, we found the stain home for the ugly. We're gonna break in. We're still working on a plan. Two, I need more clothes from you guys. Yeah. And this goes. Hmm. It's weird Dodger. that he would uh, bring up those two things in the same breath. It's almost like it's transactional. This ghost is Dodger's dangling of the carrot, in a sense, right? <laughs> it's Dodger. Now we have Dodger cross. We have Dodger crossing the nipple, uh, right? Like, <laughs> Dodger now is teasing the children, right? <laughs> basically, basically, Dodger is saying, if you want your friends back, get to work, you filthy hogs. And you know, to the credit of the oh garbage pal kids, they see it as this very straightforward transaction, right? And they fight fire with fire, Ben. Alligator basically says, you know, hey, we'll make your stupid clothes for you, but if you don't return our friends to us, quote, I wouldn't want to be your toes. And, mm. I mean, again, straight out of a mafia movie, Ghost. Yeah. This could be Goodfellas. This could be Donnie Brasco. This could be The Godfather. Fill in the blank, Ben. It is the not-fucking-around crew. <laughs> and... I would not mess with these children. Um, no, it's just a series so, of deals and threats. That's that's yes. what they live by. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, anything else here for you guys? You want to unpack or, or call attention to? I think nope. I'm good to, to move on. Right. Yeah. So Manzini, Manzini, and Dodger go to the state home for the ugly, and at this point, it's the evening. They approach uh, the fence in this very matter of fact way. It's above board, and one of the dog catcher security guards. Yep, one of the dog catcher security guards is waiting out front with two snarling Rottweilers or pit bulls, whatever they are. And the Manzini and Dodger head back to the car. Manzini basically, uh, you know, says, "Hey, we got to formulate. We got to come up with a plan B here. This is not going to work." 
So um, that night, Tangerine comes to the shop. She heads straight for the basement to collect her bounty, her garments. And she is wearing a neon pink dress. Her hair is teased. Her makeup yeah. is done up. I would say a rather and, revealing neon pink dress. Yeah. And let's be frank. Yeah, she's dressed to the nines. And um, she barely makes eye contact with any of the children. And for me... Yeah, although Wendy most... certainly makes eye contact with her nipple. Yes. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Um, it's the most blatant, like, clear-cut example of, like, you know, this woman views herself as a celebrity, and the children are basically her servants. Yeah, slaves. You mean slaves. Yeah, her slaves. And one of the Garbage Pail kids, Valerie Vomit, asks Tangerine if she needs maybe some help, if she needs more models for her fashion show. And uh, Tangerine quips, gee, no, we have plenty. Anyways, sweetie, models have to be pretty. Ugh. And she makes this remark about, you know, how the children don't want to seem or behave like they don't have their, like they don't have mothers. And the kids, you know, say squarely, yeah, well, actually, we don't have a mom. Yeah, yeah. Tangerine says, didn't your mother ever tell you not to make faces like that? Suppose your face froze and you had to go through the rest of your life looking just like, eh, maybe it wouldn't make that much difference which is extremely cruel and sadistic to say to some obviously, you know, physically uh, different, uh, you know, people. And, uh, and then Nat says, we don't have any mothers, which is absolutely heartbreaking. And then Tangerine replies, why am I not surprised? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So throughout this scene here, Dodger is trying to get tangerine to lighten up a little bit you know like what he hasn't really said to her and you know is just like look this is our workforce you know we need these hogs we need these (laughs) we need these pigs they are doing the grunt work for us like just take it easy on them make make these make they're the little people make them feel good make them like butter them up a little bit just let them let them feel good about themselves they're the ones doing all the hard hard work the blood sweat and tears but she she won't, you know, Tangerine won't budge. Yeah, listen, we and, all know you have to exploit uh, your workers, but only up to, right up to the point uh, that they, you know, get, get so upset that they, you know, go on strike or, uh, or you know, start slacking at work, you know. You, you got to maintain that balance in order to maximize, you know, capital. But listen, Tangerine is smart here, right? She knows that she's got to keep Dodger on the hook, right? She can't, she can't allow Dodger to falter in any way. So she says, uh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to keep my hands off you tonight at the oh, yeah. fashion show. You're going to look so great. And, you know, Dodger is under her spell. Dodger asks, asks Tangerine um, about the kids, you know, maybe they can come to the fashion show, see their work on display. It would be really good for group morale. Sure. Um, but she absolutely rips into him. She screams at him. I don't care what stupid costumes they're wearing. They can't go. No. And Ghost, let's be let's be plain spoken. You know, the kid is this kid is whipped, right? Like Tangerine, um, absolutely just like lays into him, and. You know, she she takes it even a step further. She ensures that the kids won't show up to the fashion show by locking them in the basement. And when Dodger objects, Tangerine promises to bring the kids a treat after the show like they're a bunch of dogs. 
Yeah. Um, just and all, all the while, Dodger just kind of simps along as as he does, and uh, no bravery, no courage, uh, no self respect. Really, uh, he will learn. He will learn. We hope at this point. You know, Ghost. It's funny. Um, I didn't know what that um, word or phrase uh, meant. Simp. Uh, you've been using it, of course, throughout the yeah. course of the podcast. I spend too much time but online. It's uh... no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's good. What I'm good. learning though is good. actually um, the more you describe Dodger, the more I understand what a simp is. Yeah. Um, you sit it right there. No courage. Uh, no spine. Uh, he's just has no valor or bravery, and um, it's just it's it's deplorable. It's yeah. completely deplorable his behavior here. Yeah, him leave, him leaving that shop um, while the the kids are sobbing and knocking on the locked door uh, behind him is just All a, you need a to know. really really just heartbreaking moment. You know. Yep. Yeah. So something I've wondered about here is. Uh, at this point is like, where is Manzini when all of this is unfolding? Yeah. What Dodger? else is he doing with his time? Like he obviously lives in the shop, but where, yeah. But I mean like more like symbolically, where is he? <laughs> like, it's clear that the kid has no parental, like he has no parental guidance in his life. There's no oversight. He doesn't have like a best friend type figure to confide in. And you know, this is the moment in real life where like one of your friends pulls you aside and is like, Hey, look, man, like I know you really like this girl that you've been dating, but she's bad news and you're acting really weird. And all of your friends hate the person that you're becoming. You've literally locked all of those children in a basement. You got to stop doing this. Like this girl is not worth it. And Dodger doesn't have that person in his life. And it should be, it should be, Manzini, right? Like that Manzini seems to be the only sort of Jiminy Cricket character um that Dodger has in this movie that's supposed to like you know give him like some good advice or help, but like the guy is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Totally absent, totally negligent. But again, I guess that's not his job because he's not technically Dodger's father. No, so not you as, know, not he's not he's not a friend. Yeah, you know that that that's he's the literally problem. there just to uh, take Dodger's dirty clothes off and give him a bath. <laughs> that is his that that's the only value. Real he issue. It's a real issue. Yeah. You know? If Dodger were to sit down with a therapist, he or she would say, "Look, we need to get you." A best friend. We need to get you some parents. We need to get you in some structure, like a school. Yeah, how about a teacher? Like a Just camp. a teacher. Yeah. What about, yeah, yeah. A coach. Get, get you a good teacher, a coach, get you involved with some extracurricular activities. <laughs> you, you're you getting out of that antique shop. You, yeah. You cannot continue to bathe at that antique it's shop. not a healthy place <laughs> um, for you. So Manzini, um, cut back to Manzini. He's continuing to work on his spell, Ben, at the shop, working away on the piano. Yeah, real quick, just want to note, back at the shop, the kids are still playing their card game. Uh, there's some you know, some more shady card moves uh, as mm-hmm. Allie uh, pulls a card out from his uh, rolled-up shirt sleeve. Uh, Wendy decides to break up the tension by ripping another absolute banger. That is fart number five for Wendy. Um, at this point, I mean, he's making a case for MVP. He's really... Really putting in the work. Um, his his faces too. I just want to uh, note are really outstanding. Every time he farts, he makes mm. this like amazing like 
like eyebrows raised, like kind of surprised. Uh, it's absolutely delightful. Um, mm. So he's up to number five in the fart category. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then as you said, Manzini's back at his piano working on his stupid, shitty, pointless spells that don't work. Uh, go away. I hate you. Um, yep. Please yep, stop. Yep. And then all of a sudden we have a knock at the door and it's Juice and his gang and they basically break into the shop. They spray, uh, you know, it's after hours here and they're knocking on the door. Manzini asks them to go away. They don't. They knock again. He opens the door and says, hey, look, we'll, you know, we'll be open in the morning. They spray him with a gas that knocks him unconscious. <laughs> Immediately knocks him out cold. One, one of my favorite cold. scenes in the movie. And Juice and his crew promptly kidnap the garbage pal kids yeah wouldn't you know it that uh who has that key that tangerine had uh slipped into her shirt earlier mm-hmm. um when she and dodge left the shop but it turns out it's in the hands of juice now huh yeah the master puppeteer the person that's been uh the ringleader of all this nonsense the whole time so juice brings the kids to the state home for the ugly for a large sum of cash um there's a significant cash payout um mm-hmm. Those dog catcher security guards that we talked about earlier are very happy with the bounty that um, that 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 uh, that they've just landed, and uh, you know it's a very ominous scene. It's late at night. There's thunder and lightning crackling in the evening sky. I mean, what a sick, sick world it is, Ghost. Um, yeah, you're yeah, right though. The but the outside, seeing now the uh, the way you can see, I'm only noticing this, but uh, Ghost, your note about the the way the cells are lit. Um, where they are all the, all the silhouettes are visible from the exterior is like really uh like uh, you know clearly an intentional move on the state oh, yeah. on the part of the state home um it's really really yeah. disturbing very disturbing it's almost like uh gosh i don't even know how to describe it but uh here we see guard number 1 paying off that thick stack <laughs> right right to juice oh, and yeah. said, if we catch any more of these guys just bring them on by you gotta love how Juice has such a uh, a diverse portfolio. You know, like he's he's just making money at a a, a wide variety right. of, Let's of different count activities. Right. Income streams: bullying yeah. children. Okay, picking <laughs> yeah, up straight up petty children. larceny. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Clearly moving some fashion. sort of contraband goods. Yeah. Fashion. Um. You know. I mean, bounty has, hunting. Yeah. Bounty hunting. Yeah. He's he's just t- raking it in from all angles. Hustler. Yeah, I mean, he's some sort of, like, <laughs> hustle mindset. organizer. What is it? Or no, gr- grind set. Grind set. Sigma grind set. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. So, yes, the kids are filed into their pens, like literal pigs, um, and they are labeled things. They, they are put in cells that are labeled, like, too fat, too skinny, Okay, yeah, wait, hang on. We're going to have to go through every single pale, one of these cages. Hairy. Did, wait, we, wait, you said we do or we don't? No, we have to go through every oh, single one of these cages. Oh, yeah, we're oh, yeah, spending yeah, a good yeah, hour let's on talk, that. Let's, let's talk about each one of these. Did yeah, we... so at, at the one thirteen oh five mark, we get our very first view of the inside of the state home for the ugly. This is a big moment. Sorry, I thought someone else was going to start talking. <laughs> we're um, all queuing no. it up. Here, we can, yeah, we can... Uh, queuing it up. Uh, did yeah. we skip the part where Manzini was kicked out yet? Or... You mean... Booted? booted from the prison yeah oh no not yet that comes later okay 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 yeah 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 we're at we're at 113.05 or 06 you know yeah i'm there there. yeah 
All right, so let's let let's talk about the interior of the state home for the ugly. So we have several captives. Uh, again, all these individuals are in cells that are labeled too bald, too weird, you know, too skinny, too yeah. pale, too hairy, too silly. The first we see um, is too old, which is like mm-hmm. a generic looking grandfather. I don't know if like some of these are clearly based on real people. Some of them I think are just more like kind of you know generic stereotypes. But too old is like just an old grandpa. Too bald. It looks like Gandhi, or maybe just some, some sort of that is, yeah Buddhist monk yeah, uh, praying. Um, too weird is the third cell we see. That is just a man with glasses and a mustache wearing a tutu. Um, just which, you know, yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like. Speaking of Jim Carrey, he he actually looks like um, the, the the character that the Jim Carrey plays in Ace Ventura when he breaks into the, uh, the mental institution. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see, yeah, the kids are ushered into their, uh, into their cages. We see Too Fat, which is, of course, Santa Claus. <laughs> of course. Uh, and then we see Too Skinny, and that is Abraham Lincoln. Honest Abe, locked uh, up. Incredible. Our 16th president <laughs> in a cage. <laughs> and the kids go in a cage labeled Too Gross. Too gross. Mm-hmm. And how. Yeah, then we see a few more cages. There's Too Hairy, which seems to be some kind of, like, caveman-type guy with uh, just gross patches of hair, like, all over his arms. Just random tufts. It's very much not evenly distributed. Yeah. Almost, he's either a caveman or, like, a guy in a res- wrestling singlet. Very strange. Right. Right, right. He actually, he is guilty. He deserves to be in there. (laughs) Yeah, he definitely belongs there. Then we have Too Pale, which is kind of confusing. It's just like a guy with glasses wearing like a sports jacket. Uh, He he doesn't doesn't, even look super pale. He he doesn't, actually. Yeah. They they didn't even put him through makeup. Like, this guy is red, if anything. Yeah, the the way his, his, uh, his cage is lit, his head actually stands out as... Much uh, redder than his uh, his clothing, which is you know a little bit. Maybe they literally meant his jacket was too pale. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's unclear. Um, then we have too silly, which is a birthday clown, and uh, of course Chris. That immediately gave me uh, PTSD flashbacks of Norm Snively. I'm sure I'm not the only nope. one. Um, <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yep. from, we've uh, all from, seen from uh, we've all seen Airbud. Yeah, yep. uh, and then we have oh boy. Uh, this is. Too crippled, yeah. too crippled. Uh, yeah, little, uh, little bit great. of a little bit of an oof moment uh, right there. A janitor is hunched over on his seat holding a mop stick. Um, yeah, I think you could say this movie is officially canceled. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I will say I realize. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this is something that I uh, I put in my notes and totally forgot about. Um, so I don't know if you you can either cut this or, or leave it in, but I'm just going to go on a quick little rant here. Um, I realize this film is in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. Uh, so <laughs> before the final nail gets put in its cancel culture casket, I think I would like to set the record straight on so many of the blatant lies that are out there about this film. Uh, I believe strongly in bodily autonomy and ability to make choices for your body, uh, not have to acquiesce to some woke culture or crazed group of individuals who say you have to do something. The art of filmmaking is not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, the children here um, start to cry. One of the children starts to cry, and uh, the security guard alludes that they won't be making noise for much longer as they will be squashed by the big gar- garbage dump in the sky. Mm. Uh, very dark shit, uh, yeah. if we're being yeah. honest, Ben. Part of me that is most sad about all of this, most scared about all of this, is... The thought that, you know, once upon a time, Swish FM could have wound up in the state home for the ugly. Hmm. Um, How so? Well, it's just a place for the outcasts. Outsiders, sure. The outsiders. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we ever had access as uh you know insiders of that's right i was gonna say culture. we are we are now nba insiders but we were but it not wasn't always. always that way yeah it was not always that way yeah that's um a, mm. it's taken us time to you know you know uh, develop some clout to sort of um you know gain a foothold in the industry as yeah. as uh influencers mm-hmm. um it's totally possible we could have wound up in the state home for the the podcast. Ugly. Wow, um, boy, that is a so, uh, chilling point. Uh, didn't hadn't even thought about that. I don't think I I wanted to entertain those notions, but you're absolutely right, Chris. Yeah. I mean, look at the collection of of geniuses in the state home for the ugly in this film. You have Lincoln. Mm-hmm. You have Santa. Gandhi. Gandhi. I mean. <laughs> It's just very upsetting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very, very upsetting here. Um, uh, quick, all right, anything else? Yeah, anything qu- else before we move on? Go ahead. Quick, quick note. Right before we see the uh, the guards uh, referring to that big uh, dar- garbage dump in the sky, um, which, by the way, is one of the best descriptions of heaven that I've ever heard. Um, the uh, the kids are in the in the cage, and uh, Phil is you know he's sad that they haven't seen any of their friends. Uh, Greaser Greg says, "Yo, Einstein, we got to save ourselves." And they cut to Nat, who promptly pisses his pants, um, which is uh, pants piss number five for Nat, pulling him uh, into a tie with Wendy Winston. Um, But this one I love because um, it was definitely less intentional than the the previous couple pisses uh, for Nat. Uh, this was right. clearly an, an involuntary, you know, anxiety-induced <sighs> piss, um, piss, which is, you know, it's unfortunate for him that, you know, there there are times when, in fact, um, he cannot control his bladder and it, it is less, um, you know, voluntary. But uh, but nevertheless, it definitely counts toward toward his total. So yeah, that's number five for for Nat. All right, moving on. We are backstage at the fashion show. Oh wait, Tan- we skipped over the laboratory. Uh, uh, the mention of the laboratory and the doctors. Uh, Ghost kind of r- referred to this, um, you know, gl- uh, glancingly earlier. But uh, yeah, right before they, t- or right after, sorry, they talk about the big garbage dump in the sky. The guard says, yeah. he's sure glad he, quote, got transferred out of that yes. laboratory and yeah, talks about witnessing experiments, how, quote, yes. those doctors, they like to hurt people. That's yep. guard number one you're referring to, Ben. Uh, yeah. And yeah, guard number two seems to be kind of like a new recruit for the state home for the ugly. He kind of doesn't know the ropes yet because at first mm. he's like, uh, hey, you want I should shut him up? A very throwback uh, construction of speech. You want I should throw them? I should shut them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then guard number two says, you know, that makes the reference to the big garbage dump in the sky with this ominous crushing hand motion. <laughs> but uh, yeah. There's this allusion to these unseen doctors, that these sadistic doctors that 
perform experiments uh, mm. on the ugly that we never really dive more into. That could possibly be, in my mind, that was kind of the allusion to the the, se- the possible sequel that uh, could still be forthcoming for Garbage Pail Kids, the movie two. Mm, we could go into the uh, the laboratory. Oh man, that would be amazing. I would yeah. love that. All right, guys. On that note, uh, I think we're gonna hit pause for this episode. Uh, Ghost, quickly, is there anything? you want to plug or promote people can find you online at trash bag ghost your website is trashbagghost.com. anything else uh you can tell us that you're working on where can we find you latest project thanks chris latest project i'm working on is the just launched eightpins.com where if you're a member of the board ape yacht club you go to eightpins.com send me a little ethereum i'll send you a small mountain of enamel pins you can go around town flex it and uh just enjoy life Ben and I got a glimpse of these things, folks. They're absolutely incredible. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get one. So if you own an ape, go find Ghost ApePins.com. Ben, uh, till next time. Thanks as always, and this was a pleasure. And we will uh, talk to you next episode. Always fun to do the pod. See you later, boys. Later, boys. You can listen to Switch. 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 Switch.